Well, hello, brothers and sisters. Today is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. You know, brothers and sisters, I always say that no matter what we're going through, what our trials, our tribulations, our troubles, our ups and downs are, we know that our God is in control. We know that our God reigns. And I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that we can trust in him. But nothing, nothing in this world that come against us shall prosper. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Amen. And thank you so much up front for taking time to watch this video. This is our seventh recording on the fruit of the spirit. So brothers and sisters, I just want to say that I pray, it is my prayer, that these words that I speak are not my own words. Though I put together notes and things to help me in presenting these different recordings on these fruits of the spirit, I pray that the words that I prepare and that the words I speak will be anointed and that they will be the words that God, through his Holy Spirit, will want me to share with you. Brothers and sisters, before I get into the actual topic of this evening regarding the fruit of the Spirit, which is faithfulness, I just want to say that I'm led to read a scripture because, as you know, if you've been watching any of our recordings, you know that I believe that everything we say must be backed up by scripture. We must continually go to, quote, recite, and say what the scripture tells us to the people of God. So, brothers and sisters, I want to read this passage to you from 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. And it reads, All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. And brothers and sisters, it is definitely my desire that I am properly equipped by the Holy Spirit and under the anointing of the Holy Spirit to bring you a word this evening in our fruitful moments. And let me say, brothers and sisters, I want to apologize if one is needed for these fruitful moments not being as brief and short as one would think when you hear the word moment. But remember, brothers and sisters, a moment doesn't have to be just a few minutes. A moment can actually be for as long as it takes to get something across. And so I ask that you would please stay with me as I walk through a recap of some of the fruits of the Spirit that we've already covered and then get into the fruit of the Spirit for this week, which is faithfulness. You know, brothers and sisters, we have said that fruit in our case means to produce beneficial results which come from the indwelling of the spirit we said that the holy spirit as it works in our lives our character changes where we once were selfish rebellious and spiteful we now possess love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control these are the fruit of the spirit given to us by the Apostle Paul in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23. And then Paul goes on to say, against these things, brothers and sisters, there is no law. And brothers and sisters, as you, as you know, all of these fruits of the Spirit reflect the character of God. 
As you may recall, brothers and sisters, that we, as we talked about the fruit of the Holy Spirit given to us, we said that we have these fruit of the Spirit in our lives so that we can live and walk in the Spirit. We said, brothers and sisters, that living and walking in the Spirit means to live our lives in holiness and sanctification. Brothers and sisters, we are told in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14, to follow peace with all men. For holiness without, no man shall see the Lord. So brothers and sisters, we must live our lives in holiness. And then we're told by the Apostle Peter over in chapter 1, verse 15 through 16 of 1 Peter. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy, brothers and sisters, in all that you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. And then, brothers and sisters, we can't help but say what is said over in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. But we ought to always thank God for you, brothers and sisters, loved by the Lord, because God chose you as a first fruit to be saved through the sanctifying work of the Spirit and through belief in the truth. And also, brothers and sisters, we are told in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11, that, and that is what some of you were. But you were sanctified, brothers and sisters. You were washed. You were justified in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, and by the Spirit of God. And then, brothers and sisters, of course, you know this one. You know John 17, 17, which says, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. So, brothers and sisters, from those scriptures, we know that we must live our lives in holiness and sanctification. We know, brothers and sisters, that we are given the fruit of the Spirit. All nine of these fruit of the Spirit are given to us because they are the character of God, and they help us to live our lives in ways that are pleasing and acceptable to Him. He sent His Holy Spirit, and His Holy Spirit gives us these fruits so that we can live our lives in ways that are pleasing and satisfying to our God through the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, brothers and sisters, we come to the fruit of the day, which is faithfulness. Brothers and sisters, the word of God tells us that if we confess our sins, he who God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. First John chapter one, verse nine goes on to say that even when we are faithless, when we are faithless to God and do not do as we ought to do, God remains faithful. And why does God remain faithful? He remains faithful because he cannot deny himself brothers and sisters second timothy chapter 2 verse 13 god's word assures us he assures us that even in those moments when we fall when we give in to temptation he remains faithful because god himself is faithful faithfulness brothers and sisters as you know come from the root word of faith the word of god tells us that faith is the substance of things hoped for it is the evidence of things not seen. So therefore, over in uh, that that give, that's given to us in Hebrews chapter eleven, and then and then, brother, we go on to say that faith is the power that connects us with God. Brothers and sisters, we go on to say that faith is that power of the Holy Spirit that connects us with the spiritual realm, the Holy Spirit, and it connects us with God the Father. You know, brothers and sisters, this in turn allows God to be real to us. This allows God to be true to us and true in our lives. Faith is believing something, though you can't see it. 
Faith means that we commit our lives to something that we believe in. Though I have not yet seen it, I believe in it. You know, brothers and sisters, for us who are Christians, who say that we are followers of Christ, faith means believing in God and what Christ has done for us in order that we may have salvation. Jesus came in this world without sin. He was perfect and without blemish. And because he was perfect and without sin, Jesus was able to be the ransom for us to God the Father so that our sins are forgiven. Faith isn't something vague that we kind of hope for. Faith is what causes us to believe that God is, that his word is what it says it is. And because his word says that it is, we believe all that his word says. We believe that God exists and that the word, the scriptures given to us by the Holy Spirit are true. And that they are true from Genesis to Revelation. Brothers and sisters, again, faith is believing even when we don't understand it. The Bible says that without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him, him or who? To God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. We must believe that God exists. Without faith, we cannot please God. Faith is the foundation. Faith is the building block upon which all that we believe rest. Brothers and sisters, a person who has faith demonstrates faithfulness because that person is faithful. The quality of faithfulness is to be faithful. So now you may ask, well, what does the word faithful mean? Well, I'm glad you asked me. If you look it up in the dictionary, you will find that as an adjective, faith means to be strict or thorough in the performance of your duty, a faithful worker. And yes, we are to be faithful workers in the vineyard of Christ. It means that you are true to your word or your promises or your vows. And God is faithful and true. His promises are yes and amen. He says that in his word that not one word that proceeded out of the mouth of God shall return back to him void. It means that if God said it, it will come to pass. And then brothers and sisters, faith, faithful can go on to mean to be steady in your allegiance or in your affection, to be loyal, to be a faithful friend to one. Jesus is a, is a faithful friend of ours who sticks closer than a brother. Jesus is our big brother. Jesus, the son of God, is faithful. God, the father, is faithful. And then, brothers and sisters, to be faithful is to be reliable, to be able to be trusted or believed. And we know, brothers and sisters, that that is what our God is. And that is what so much of his scriptures assures us of. And as we study the word of God, particularly the Old Testament, we find how often God was faithful to the Israelites, even when they continue to fail him. Because he is faithful, and that is his character, and he cannot deny himself, he will continually faithful. And then, brothers and sisters, of course, being faithful can be also used as a noun. We are faithful believers. We are believers, and as believers, we are faithful in executing those things that we believe according to the word of God, that we're to do, how we're to live our lives. We live our lives in faithfulness. We live our lives as faithful followers of Christ. We are the body of lawyer members, faithful followers of Christ. Now, brothers and sisters, I believe that in those definitions given about faithful and faithfulness, it is to be true to one's word, 
promises and vows, which is what our God is. Our God is faithful. He is true to his word. He is true to his promises. He is true to all of his vows. God continually demonstrates his faithfulness, his faithfulness to those who are faithful to him and love him according to his word. But look at this, brothers and sisters. As I said earlier, God's words assures us that even if we are faithless, God remains faithful because he cannot deny, because he cannot deny himself, as I said earlier, presented to us by the Apostle Paul in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 13. Now let's look a little further at the word of God to see what else it says about being faithful and the faithfulness of God. As a definition gives us, Scripture shows that to be faithful is to be reliable, steadfast, and unwavering. The Bible speaks of this type of faithfulness in four different ways. Number one, as an attribute of God. It is who God is, as I just read to you from 2 Timothy chapter 2. Faithfulness is an attribute of God, it is part of his character. Faithfulness is also a positive characteristic that some people have. God is full of faithfulness. It is his characteristic. And then faithfulness is a gift given by the Holy Spirit. Okay, it is the gift number seven as given by the Holy Spirit. Faithful brothers and sisters, using scripture is also to believe. Good examples of this is in Ephesians chapter one, verse one, and Colossians chapter one, verse two. Now, brothers and sisters, Paul begins uh, over in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 1 by saying I Paul an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God to the saints who are in Ephesus and are faithful in Jesus Christ the saints who are faithful in Jesus Christ and that's what we want to be said of us the saints of God who are faithful in Jesus Christ and then in Colossians 2 in, in Colossians uh, chapter 1 verse 2 Paul says to the saints and faithful brothers in Christ at Colossus. Grace to you and peace from God our Father. Clearly brothers, and we, clearly, brothers and sisters, we are to be faithful and following the Lord Jesus Christ and obeying the commands of God. As we have said several times now, brothers and sisters, God is faithful, and Scripture often speaks of the faithfulness of God. We are told over and over in Scripture that when God says he will do something, he does it, even when it seems impossible, because we know that nothing is impossible with our God. When God says that something will happen, it will happen, brothers and sisters. If this were not the case, if God was to be proven to be unfaithful, he would not be God and we would not be able to rely on his promises. But we know that he is faithful, and we know that his word is true, and we know that we can rely on him, because the very nature of God is faithfulness. Consider, brothers and sisters, what it says over in uh, 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 56. It says, Praise be to the Lord, who has given rest to his people, Israel, just as he promised. Not one word has failed of all the good promises, he gave through his servant Moses. Consider also, brothers and sisters, what the word says in Numbers chapter 29, verse 19. God is not a man. He's not like us. He is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Has he said, and will he not do? Or has he spoken, and will he not make it good? If God has said it, it is as good as done. 
because God is true. God is faithful and God is able to do all that he declares and says that he will do. God is eternally reliable. He is eternally steadfast. He is unwavering because faithfulness, brothers and sisters, is one of his inherent attributes. It is an inherent part of who God is. God doesn't have to work at being faithful because faithful is who he is. Faithfulness is a part of his character. It's an essential part of who God is. I keep saying this, brothers and sisters, because I want to drive this point home. God is faithful. Whatever you believe that he has told you, and if you're convinced of that and he has told you that, stand on it. Stand on it because it is true. And he is true to his word, brothers and sisters. Consider what the word of God tells us over in Psalms 89, uh, verse 8. Who is like you, Lord God Almighty? You, Lord, are mighty. And your faithfulness surround you. And then, brothers and sisters, remember that we're told in Scripture that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. In his faithfulness, God protects us from, from all evil. The Lord is faithful and he will strengthen us and protect us from the evil one. He has limits around us so that we have no temptation that comes to us that we're not able to stand. Brothers and sisters, when temptation comes into your life, hold on. God is not going to allow anything that come upon you that you cannot endure. Now, yes, brothers and sisters, temptation may come and you may fall. But if you hold on to God, he'll provide a way out. I can remember oftentimes when temptation came to me and I wanted to do something that I know was wrong. In order so I might not do it, I get a phone call or something would distract me. Now, I've got to make a choice to answer that phone. So that I don't have to go through the, go through this temptation, this sin that I'm contemplating or doing. Or I know that phone call and go on to do what I had intended to do. I can remember doing that, brothers and sisters. God will allow all kinds of things to intercept your, your willful intent to sin when you're really following him. But then we give in to it. We give in to that sin because we desire that to, to do that sin more than we desire to obey God at that moment. But he will not allow any temptation to come upon you that you're not able to bear. And he will provide a way out if you truly desire a way out. Remember, though, brothers and sisters, even if we fall, and I've fallen many times, and so have many of you. I, I walk with Christ sometimes until we're completely mature in this faith. Until we completely know him for ourselves that we know that we know that we know. Sometimes we're prone to fall. Sometimes it takes some of us a little longer to get grounded in that word so that we don't fall into, into temptation and willfully sin. But you know, brothers and sisters, even when we do willfully sin and we're like David, we have a godly heart of repentance. We have a contrite heart and we come to God the Father and earnestly and we come to God the Father earnestly but sincerely. If we ask, he will forgive us because look what he tells us. In 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and forgive us our sins. Not only that, he will purify us from all unrighteousness. What a faithful God we serve. God is faithful. We are called into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And as such, we are children of God and God is faithful to us, as I keep saying, even when we fail or fall. Again, if we confess our sins, he is faithful to us and he will cleanse us and he will forgive us. You know, brothers and sisters, 
uh, this is just like our God, you know, he will give us everything that we need to complete the work that he starts in us according to Philippians chapter 1 verse 6. God will meet all of your needs. He will provide you with everything that you need in order to do what he has called you to do, brothers and sisters. God will make a way where there seems to be no way. God will turn your impossible things into possibilities. God can do it because while you're trying to figure it out, while you're trying to work it out, God has already done it. You're trying to figure out how to do it, but God's already worked it out for you. Just step back and relax and allow God to work in your life. And when he tells you he's going to do something, don't be like I was for so long. I'm going to have to help God out because God is not moving fast enough, so i got to do something. And then, of course, I might just very well mess it up, as I often did it. Remember, brothers and sisters, God is faithful, and he will anoint and equip you to do every good work that he has called you to do. You just, got, you just have to believe in it, believe in his son Jesus, and trust in God. Listen to what the word of God tells us in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. It says, God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask. Brothers and sisters, we are faithful when we walk consistently with God, living our lives in holiness and sanctification in a manner that is pleasing and acceptable to him. Our faithfulness toward God, brothers and sisters, and his son Jesus comes through when we fear him and we get to know him. The more we get to know him, the better we can truly trust him, the better we can truly walk with him. And brothers and sisters, as we do this, that as the spirit of God works in our lives, we want to become imitators of God, imitators of Christ, just as we are told in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1. It says, therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children. Brothers and sisters, this is the way we are to be in imitators of God. When we allow our lives to exemplify the fruits of the Spirit, we are imitators of God because His Holy Spirit is alive, present, and active in us. We are faithful, brothers and sisters. We are obedient, and we love people like we ought to do. We forgive people as we, as we are forgiven. We show kindness and goodness as we should because God shows us kindness and goodness. We're convicted by the word of the Holy Spirit, my brothers and sisters. As we live our lives, you know, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 tells us the word of God is living and active, sharpening any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of the soul and of the spirit and of joints and of marrow and of discerning thoughts and intentions of the heart. You know, brothers and sisters, I can recall uh, sometimes when I was uh, working overseas and, and my job working for the federal government, the Lord blessed me abundantly with income. But I can remember sometimes thinking, you know, this is of my own. I've had to go and do this, and I had to go and do that, and I had to work. And God doesn't really bless me any more than he seemed to be blessing other people and doing the same thing. And some of these people seem like they can care less for God. But you know what, brothers and sisters, as, sister, but you know what, brothers and sisters, as I was reading the word of God here just recently, I read in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 17 and 18, where it says, You may say in your heart, the power and strength of my hands have made this wealth for me. But remember that it is God, but remember it is the Lord your God who gives you the power to gain wealth. My brother and sister, that thing cut me to the core. Every time I find myself some, in, in some situation thinking about something, whatever it is, if it's not right, if it's a wrong thought, or whatever it is, 
God will allow me, he will allow you to come across scripture that will correct you and it will be just as his word says. It is sharper than a two-edged sword cutting to the division of soul and spirit, joints and marrow, discerning the thoughts and the hearts and the intentions of our hearts. God has a word for all of us in every situation in our lives. Whether we are low in spirit or whether we're riding high on the waves on the mountaintop, God has a word for us. Brothers and sisters, faithfulness affects every relationship that we have. And faithfulness is a gift by the Holy Spirit. When we receive Jesus Christ as Lord, the Holy Spirit indwells us and gives us all of the blessings of the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, forbearance, patience, you know, brothers and sisters, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. All of these fruits are the blessings of the Holy Spirit. When we receive the fruits of the Spirit, the fullness of these blessings depend on our walk with God and our yielding to the Holy Spirit. We should be faithful to God. We should be faithful to God's word. We should live by his words and his commandments. We should continually seek the Lord in prayer. As we're told in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 through 18, rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Brothers and sisters, did you hear that? The will of God is that we should always rejoice. We should always have joy and rejoice in all circumstances. Brothers and sisters, we have to pray without ceasing. Sometimes, brothers and sisters, we may grow tired and weary of praying. And sometimes it may seem like we're praying the same thing day in and day out, month in and month out, year in and year out. But you know what? You wouldn't be praying if it wasn't important to you. So keep on praying. Keep on fasting. Keep on seeking until God answers your prayer. And then give thanks in every circumstance, whether you have a little or you have a lot. Whether it's hot or whether it's cold, regardless of the valley that you're walking through, whether you're on the mountaintop or in the lowest part of the valley, when you're walking through the shadow of death, when your enemies are coming against you, when you don't know how you're going to get the money to pay the bills, whatever the situation is, give thanks to God and he will come through for you, brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters, if we are faithful, God will bless us. He says in Proverbs 28, 20, a faithful man will abound with blessings. If you're faithful, the word of God says that a faithful man will abound with blessings. That means that God will pour out his blessings upon you, but he won't pour out any more blessings upon you than you can receive. Remember, if you're faithful with a few things, he can trust you with much. And then remember what Dr. Luke tells us over there in Luke chapter 16, verse 10 through 12. One who is faithful in very little is also faithful in much. And he who is dishonest in very little is also dishonest in much, which is what I just said a minute ago. Brothers and sisters, if you faithfully obey the voice of the Lord our God, being careful to do all that he tells us in his word, the Lord our God will set you on high. That means he will give you the hearts of your desire. He will set you above others on your, on your job. He will take care of you because he is true and faithful to his promises. Being faithful, brothers and sisters, is to love God and to obey him. Because we are told by the Lord Jesus in John chapter 4, verse 15, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. 
Remember, God promises. Remember, God promises us in Psalms 89:33, if we love Him and obey Him, He says, "I will not remove from you my steadfast love, or be false to my faithfulness." Brothers and sisters, let me read that again. God promises us in Psalms 89:33, if we love Him and obey Him, He says, "I will not remove from you my steadfast love, or be false." To my faithfulness. Brothers and sisters. Our God is the same. Just as he said to Moses. In, uh, in, in Exodus 34. The Lord passed before Moses. When he hid him into the cleft of the rock. And the Lord said. The Lord. The Lord. A God merciful and gracious. Slow to anger. Abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. God said that to Moses. But it applies to every one of us who profess the Lord Jesus as our Savior and call upon the Lord God as our God, as our Father, our Abba Father. He says that he is merciful. He is gracious. Brothers and sisters, God is slow to become angry with us. He is abounding in his steadfast love for you and me and his faithfulness endures forever. In closing, my brothers and sisters, let's not hide God's presence in our lives. Let us speak and testify to others of his faithfulness and of his salvation. Let's not conceal God's steadfast love and his faithfulness to us from others and the world because his word tells us in Psalms 40, as for you, O Lord, you would not restrain your mercy from me. Your steadfast love and your faithfulness will forever preserve me. What powerful words. Brothers and sisters, just rest in the faithfulness of God. Be faithful to him. Be faithful in the way that you live and in the way that you walk. Because others watches you. God watches you. And when you demonstrate your faithfulness through the obedience to Christ, through obedience to the word of God, he will pour his blessings upon you. That is what his word tells us. He is faithful to us even when we are unfaithful. Should you stumble and fall, brothers and sisters, remember, you get up. You confess your sin. He's just and faithful to forgive you. He's just and faithful to forgive me, all of us. Okay, brothers and sisters, I want to thank you from the depths of my heart for enduring, for watching this video. And not only this video, but the other video broadcast. That Thanks again, brothers and sisters, as I always say, I love you, but God loves you more. Peace and blessings in abundance.